Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ today's session with Come and Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 161 of this Daily Study Podcast. And indeed, welcome back uh, to us starting again on this uh, podcast journey together. Uh, We've had a week off uh, from this podcast. I've been away with my family uh, on a holiday and it's been a wonderful time. Uh, Not very relaxing, I'll admit. Uh, (laughs) We did lots of exciting activities and things like that. Uh, including visiting Harry Potter Studios uh, down near London and various other um, similar activities like that of seeing exciting and doing f- fun things. But it's you know been very full on uh, and so um, had a bit of a rest yesterday as well um, from the podcast. But we are going to begin now and dive straight into the, this week's study uh, where we are looking uh, now for the, obviously those that studied last week's uh, episode, um, chapters, we, we studied Ruth, which was a fantastic um, story about Ruth and Naomi and some excellent examples there. Um, and then we started First Samuel chapters one to three, where we were introduced to a young uh, Samuel who was born through miraculous means and then given to the Lord for service. Uh, And he received uh, a vision or revelation from the Lord when he was young in 1 Samuel 3. And now we get to 1 Samuel 8, Samuel 8, and he's an older man now. He is known as the prophet in the land uh, and his sons are ordained or chosen to to kind of take part in leading the people. In 1 Samuel 8 verse 1, it says, And it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, they were not um, correct in their ways. They be, they were rather corrupt and wicked, and they took bribes and uh, perverted judgment. So this is the point where the children of Israel decide they want a king. So you can understand that it's not just because they, they feel like, oh, you know, things are going well, but we want to make a change to a king now. There is a reason behind their desire to change to a king. However, um, as Samuel will talk about in this chapter with them, um, having a king um, has many, even worse potential problems than having some judges who are corrupt. Um, and also the, the, the motive they give for it as well is quite interesting too. So in verse 5, uh, it says uh, that the children of Israel, the elders of Israel, came to Samuel and said, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. So what's interesting here is that they, they, they state that they want a king because obviously that the judges that they've been given by Samuel are wicked. And of course, I'm sure Samuel is very disappointed with that. Um, but it's because they want a king like unto all nations. They want to be like everyone else. Now, how many times do we hear of this today, of people's um, desires being different because they want to be like everyone else? Uh, President Russell M. Nelson taught, quote, The Saviour and his servants do not speak words of complacency, but teach what people need to know. Through the ages, history attests that contemporary critics have pressed church leaders to modify a decree of the Lord, but such is eternal law and it cannot be altered. Not even for his beloved son could God change the law that required the atonement. Divine doctrines cannot be squeezed into compact moulds to make them fit fashionable patterns of the day, nor can they be fully expressed on a bumper sticker. Close quote. This is a, a very important um, statement that whilst we can adjust, ad- 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 
adjust and adapt uh, things um, like policies uh, for today or policy doctrines which are different today than, than they were in the times of the Old Testament and even than they were, let's say, 50 years ago, ago in certain areas. Um, the law does change the ways certain things are done, but actual core doctrines and supporting doctrines which he has given since the beginning of time, they cannot be changed just because people just ask for it and uh, feel like that they want to modify the decrees of the law, the Lord. Um, just like these people here were trying to change the way that the Lord has set up Israel to be governed, uh, which was in a manner of theocracy through judges who were inspired by him. Uh, and so now um, they are asking for a king like unto all nations, uh, and they basically want to be like everyone else, which is, of course, what the Lord didn't want for them. He wanted them to be chosen, elect a peculiar people. Um, Samuel is displeased by this. He prays to the Lord and the Lord responds to him in verse 7 and says, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. So the Lord makes it clear here, clear here that this is because um, they wanted to not have the Lord to be their king anymore. Um, and this was this was the, the main issue here, that the Lord uh, was their leader before this point, but now they desire to have a king. Uh, Marion G. Romney said, quote, Israel thus surrendered the, free, the form of free governments God had given them. They got their king all right, and a few decades later, they were taken captive into slavery. Slavery entered into by one's own choice is no less slavery than, than that imposed upon them by external force, close quote. Um, this is obviously, this can, this can be evident in our lives personally. And a lot of the things we've spoken about, um, in these past number of weeks has been, have been things which again, have been evident in the lives of the children of Israel as a, in general. Um, but for us personally, this can be applied of course, as well. Um, in this case, do we sometimes choose something else or someone else other than the Lord to reign over us? Uh, we may be tempted to follow uh, unrighteous trends of the day or make choices of the uh, that are compar comparable to other people in the world rather than the Lord. Uh, and how can we show that we want the Saviour to be our king, our leader of our lives, rather than someone else or something else um, in in the world. Uh, and this is where we need to overcome the world and be set apart different uh, from that, because it is once we follow him that we can receive great blessings. And of course, Samuel says to them, you know, you can have a king, but this is what's going to happen. And he lists a number of reasons why a king will cause trouble. In verse 11, for example, this will be the manner of the king that will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself, for his chariots to be his horsemen, and some shall run before his chariots. Uh, he will take your fields and your vineyards and your olive yards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. He will take the tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give to his officers and to his servants. He will take a tenth of your sheep, He will take, and ye shall be his servants. And ye shall cry out in that day because of your king, which ye shall have, which ye shall have chosen you, and the Lord will not hear you in that day. So he's making it clear here that once they put a king in place, that is who is going to lead them. They are deciding that the king will lead them and not the Lord. 
Now, of course, you know, if the king desires to follow the Lord, and that is a different case. And of course, we see in some situations, uh, like with uh, King David uh, at the beginning, which we'll talk about in the next couple of weeks, um, where things are going well um, with in the Book of Mormon, we see uh, some great kings, uh, King Benjamin, uh, King Mosiah, some some wonderful examples of those who, yes, were very powerful in their land, but who followed and were submissive to the Lord, and as such, the people prospered greatly. But in in the case of a king where they don't choose that, for example, King Noah, um, and some of the kings that we're going to be seeing now in the Old Testament, uh, when the king is not uh, respectful or, or listens to, to or does not listen to the Lord, then that causes great uh, calamity upon the people. Uh, in the case of the judges, when they were unrighteous judges, you know it, they did not have that power over the people because ultimately the Lord was the king, the Lord was the leader of the people, and an unrighteous judge, whilst it would have an impact uh, on the people, uh, it wouldn't have a centuries long uh, impact, which is what we're going to see here with kings. Um, so the people listen to this by Samuel and say, nay, but we will have a king over us. Uh, and so the Lord says unto Samuel in verse 22, hearken unto their voice and make them a king. And Samuel said unto the men of Israel, go ye every man and unto his city. So the, the decision is made, the people have spoken, their agency is respected and they are given the opportunity to have a king. And so tomorrow we'll go and uh, find out who this first king of Israel will be. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this study with us. I hope you've enjoyed me being back uh, and look forward to sharing with you tomorrow uh, a bit more into the sections that we're going to study in 1 Samuel 9. Thank you so much for this time uh, that you've taken and until we meet again.